Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hey everybody, this is Harry Day with Too True to Lie. If my voice sounds like it's lagging, it's because I'm lagging. It has been a long hiatus from the show, from the episodes. I've been meaning to record a new one all week, and the time just never came around for me to do it. Or had it, I was just too tired. Just I've been real busy. The week before, same scenario. In between the two weeks, I went on a vacation with my kids and my mom. We had a good time down in Florida. Um, I may recall a story or two from there that was interesting. In this completely unscripted and unsubjected show, I'm just going to bang this one out. I really don't feel like it, but I really do feel like it. I think my mind wants to do it. My body just wants to go lay down and watch something entertaining. But I feel like I need to do this. And I'm going to start it out with something so ridiculous and stupid. (laughs) If I can make it happen. Here's the thing. This is going to be experimental. I've never recorded and then dropped the screen on my phone while recording, apparently it's working, and gone to another screen page and used it while recording. This is all experimental. We'll see what happens. And and here's the problem already. I cannot read what I want to read because I'm farsighted. I need to set. I need some readers. Oh, I've used these before. This is my uh, spyglass kind of thing. Okay, so without further ado, I don't even have tea, man. I am not ready. I'm gonna get a cramp in my. I'm trying to get situated here. I'm gonna get a cramp in my hamstring if I bend this leg any further. Did I say without further ado? Well, here we go. These are some little writings that whenever I thought of one, I would uh, type it into my phone under the notes app. And I never knew where I'd go with them. I, I guess I thought one day I'd have so many of them written in there that I could like make a little book out of them. But after a couple of weeks or less, And this is months and months ago. I just quit doing them, but I saved them. And so, for the third time, without further do-do-do, I give you my awful analogies. If you don't know what analogies are, you need to look it up. I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to read these off. Um, Might make a full episode out of this. If not, I'll wing it. That's what I do anyway. Awful analogies. Here we go. 
Life is like a seed. You have to get it wet and put it in the ground. Hmm, that was my first one. Yo. Uh, and I can't even read this one. Oh, it's such a bad start. Flying is like a taco. When it breaks, it's all over. Dead people are like watermelons. You kick one and then you wish you had not. Remember, these are awful analogies. Not brilliant analogies, not clever analogies, awful analogies. I like the taco one though. Okay, we got more. We got more. I know you want to hear them. Oranges are like the sun. If you stare at it long enough, nothing happens. Straws are like asthma. Hard to breathe through. Hmm. Yeah. Not brilliant. Not clever. Black hair is like sunbathing. Hot. That one has a dual one for me because I'm I'm just a sucker for brunettes. I love brunette hair. Dark hair. Dog breath is like Indian food. Gross. That's true. Thick skin is very rare these days. So cook it longer. Peeing on an electric fence is shockingly exciting to the onlooker. I've touched an electric fence several times. Not the same one, just over the decades. See, I can say over the decades because I'm 50. I guess if you were 30, you could say over the decades, but you'd have to remember your first 10 years. And gosh, how many people remember all their first 10 years? Not many. Okay, where am I? I lost my spot. Picking your nose is like picking fruit, especially avocados. I guess they look similar. I don't know what I was thinking there. Life is like a box of chocolates. Some folks are allergic to chocolate. Awful analogies. <laughs> Nine volt batteries are like minnows. You only want to touch them with the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I like that one. Well, no. Nine volt batteries are like ice cold poles. You touch them with your tongue and you can't stop. Hmm. The first was better. Awful. <laughs> I'm still here, guys and gals. Bear with me. You've been listening to all the old and past um, episodes, I mean, you've pushed the listens up to like 1,800 and still over 30 countries and, and a majority of the states in the United States. You guys are awesome. 
probably only 10 people will listen to this episode. You guys are even more awesome. All right. Awful analogies. I've been told that my voice, this isn't one. I've been told that my voice is very soothing. Like it's a deep, soothing voice. I don't know. No one likes their own voice. I mean, if you do, then you're probably a uh, narcissist or something. Okay, have I read this one? Eating meat is like flexing your muscles. Unless you're being eaten, then it is cannibalism. Cell phones are like picking your nose. They're always close to your face. Awful analogies. I'm having fun, y'all. I hope you're having fun. Don't run off the road. Don't text and drive. If you're going to drink, drink after you drive. If you have to drink and then drive, try to space it out and have some water or smoke some pot. All right. Baseball is like a walk in the park with a bat. Like that movie. Remember the the baseballers in New York and uh, the Warriors? They had bats. They were actually, they ended up getting their asses kicked. Eating fast food is sometimes like going to the bathroom. You are not always satisfied. That was that was a split. The last line wasn't showing when I read it, and that was the dead air <laughs> for the dead analogy. <laughs> Meeting your hero is often like sex. You rarely get to do it. Basketball on TV is like seeing Bigfoot. Nobody sees Bigfoot. Man, that's the truth. Wrestling is like Playboy centerfolds. There is a certain amount of fake involved. Hell yeah, that was a that was a good analogy, guys. Come on. Give me one. I like that one. I made that one up. Like all these pieces of junk. People are like billboards. Nobody pays attention to them. That's another good one. Europeans are like the 1980s, poorly styled. Another good one. I was on a roll this day. (laughs) Sandpaper is like a beard without the food and fecal particles. (laughs) Oh, it's good when you can make yourself laugh. Hold on. I can't see. Oh, there's only three more. Or, yay, there's only three more. It just depends on your flavor of the day. Are you vanilla? Are you chocolate? Are you strawberry? Are you Napoleonanicadicca? Crushing bad drivers is like crushing elephants. It is illegal. When I mean drivers, I don't mean golf clubs. I mean like bad car drivers. They suck. Flying in an airplane is like sex, except it lasts longer. Much, much longer. (laughs) 
Flying on a crowded airplane is like a big orgy. You probably would rather be elsewhere. <laughs> I wonder where I got the airplane. I have not been flying lately. So that's it for the awful analogies. Let's see if we're still recording. Yes! And we have lots of time to kill. Son of a gun. All right, well, let's jump to something else. I have a jury summons here for uh, Madison County, Canton, whatever. And I read across, I read it, I read really, really closely. I read through this so I can figure out a way to get out of it. And COVID-19 seems to be a possibility. I'm thinking I can plead COVID and get out of jury duty. Now, some of you may say, but Harry, you should do your duty and do your jury duty. I've done jury duty before. When I lived in Jackson, Mississippi, I got summonsed. And I went to the jury picking, and I, I was into it. I wanted to do it. I wanted the experience. Of course, this was 10, 15, about 15 years ago, roughly. And so I got picked to be on a jury for a trial that was this couple, an older couple from California, Versus, oh gosh, Canadian, Canadian North Railways, whatever it is, CSN, not the band. Whoever owns all the railroads and that come through the area here. Well, the the couple was from not on coastal; they were from the Salinas Valley, I guess in California, and they were doing an Amtrak train trip around the U.S. And they were unfortunate enough to be in the big, tall viewing car when they were going north out of Jackson towards Chicago. They hadn't gone very far. Let's see, you get, get out of Hines County, you go through Madison County, and you cross the Big Black River into Yazoo County. And as they started to cross the Big Black River, the, I guess the rear portion of the train derailed and that tall, top heavy, maybe not top heavy, but taller than the rest of the cars, passenger car went off a bridge. Luckily, not into the Big Black River. If I said Yazoo, I meant Big Black. But definitely off the bridge onto the floodplain or the first level coming out of the river. And the woman landed upside down on her head, neck, shoulders, and her butt and hips went over herself, and she cracked her uh, lower vertebrae in her back. And there was proof of of x-rays of of the cracks the fractures and of the uh fused 
vertebrae that they had to have. And they were suing Canadian Railways, Canadian North Railways, I don't know, for like $4 million. And, you know, this little jury I was on, it went on for nine weekdays. I thought I'd be in there three days. Maybe. Bing, bang, boom. Done my time. We listened to this case for a full five days, braked for the weekend, and came back. And finally on Thursday, the jury was allowed to deliberate on what they wanted to do. Me, two other white people, nine black people, and an alternate, a 13th, who was also black. And that pretty much represented the uh, demographics of Jackson. So somehow I ended up heading the jury and I didn't want to head the jury, but a lot of the other people in there and I, white or black, it doesn't matter. There were, there was good people of both, but they, they couldn't run it and they asked me to run it. And so sitting to my left in the big table in the deliberation room was a, a black man about my age, probably younger educated and I asked him to help me do it and he said sure and so he and I ran the the deliberations and it was really easy we were going to give them money but we weren't going to give them four million it was it was just weird the testimony in this trial this couple said they used to have sex every day and they were in their 50s, 60s. And because of this fused back and this wreck and the situation, they could not have sex every day anymore. And, you know, even the black women in there were like, they ain't no way they having sex every day. It, actually, it was a lot of fun when I was in the deliberation room with the jury members and we could just talk and communicate and, and figure it out. And we were looking at the numbers on the paper or we were looking at the blanks on the paper where we were supposed to fill in the numbers for how much money to give them from Canadian Railroad to this couple from California. Who, who went through a horrific thing. They, she got hurt. We wanted all her bills to be paid for and some money going forward. But four million we thought was too high. And so we could not figure out how to put a number beside each item that was listed that they wanted damages for. And so I came up with an idea. I said, hey, people, <laughs> this is in the jury room. I'm like, why don't we come up with a total number and then we'll, me and this guy will break it down in between them because no one cares about the uh, 
dot, dot, dots. They just want to see the bottom line. And we have to spell it out on this paper, but it doesn't matter how we do it. We can put $1 here and all the rest on the others. But why don't we come up with a number? So everybody was cool with that. So we're like, well, what kind of number? And someone said, well, $4 million is way too much, and everybody agreed. I don't know why. We should have just given them $4 million. It was a big company. The railroad bed was in bad shape. I mean, I've ridden it, and you're rocking all over the place. But I, I, I jumped freight trains. If you go way back in my episodes of riding freight trains, you know, I rode 30, 40, 50 freight trains in college for fun. And we didn't get on them legally. We waited till the engine was out of sight, ran alongside, grabbed the ladder, put a foot up, and we were on. Usually with food and beer in our pockets. Or liquor. So someone said two million. That was half. And we were like, "That's that sounds close. That sounds good. But we had some reason why we didn't want to go two. It had to have been the testimony. So we were like, what about 1.9? And, I mean, we've been deliberating for a few hours. This was the ninth weekday of doing this. People had jobs. People had lives. We were getting paid about what waiters get paid to be there. I mean, it was crap money. And so we did get to go to lunch. We'd all go to lunch together, and we enjoyed that. Sometimes we didn't all go together. Um... So we settled on 1.9 mil, and me and, and uh, the black man broke down, you know, the the numbers for the items listed, and we all looked at each other and realized we're done. It's done. Holy crap, we're done! And everybody was stoked. Everybody was like, "Woo, it's over!" Like I said, nine days. It wasn't even a murder trial. So we uh, turned in the deliberation and sat back in our jury box. I was jury number one. I don't know why they put me there, but that's where they put me there at the very beginning. Um, I don't think I had to say anything, though. We gave it to the bailiff or the judge, one, and they read it. And when they read the amount... That they first when they read the couple one and the amount, they were relieved. They were crying. They were hugging. They were, you know, I guess they thought they might have gotten screwed. But they're, I think they had. Oh gosh, the the commercials are everywhere. Oh man, where's my number two? Norman and Norman is not it. Bailey and Bailey is not it. Jackson, no. I know some of you are listening to this and then you know exactly who I'm talking about. Barler and Barler. God dang it. They're huge. They're everywhere. They were the lawyers. They had this big black man as their their lead uh, lawyer. And... He got the private eye that the railroad company hired to go spy 
on the couple to see if she was really hurt because they didn't believe she was really hurt. Although to get her out of there, they had to put her on a stretcher, walk her down the railroad, well, down underneath the bridge, up the side along the railroad, down to where the closest spot they could get an ambulance and put her in there and take her to the hospital. So she was hurt. It was real. Gosh, what is that dang... I mean, I I bet if I look around, I've got a magnet with her name on it. Let me see. No. <laughs> God, Morgan and Morgan. Son of a bitch. All right, I'm back. Morgan and Morgan got him. This guy was not Mr. Morgan. I used to always joke, and I still do, about Morgan and Morgan. My name is Morgan Morgan Jr., my son of Morgan M. Morgan Sr., of the Morgan and Morgan Lawyer Agency. I mean, at first I thought they were just in Mississippi. They're all, they're, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. They're, if they're not nationwide, they're uh, Eastern America-wide. God, something smells in my office. Might be my trash can. Might be my shoes. Oh, uh, what are we talking about? Morgan and Morgan. Anyway, he got the he got the private eye, which is what he was, a detective on the stand, and he kept calling him a spy. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, Mister So and So." When you were spying on, you know, this couple, and he goes, sir, I'm not a spy, I'm a licensed detective, I'm a private investigator. Okay, okay, yes, sir, okay. So when you were spying on him, <laughs> he kept doing it. And, you know, we had to keep a straight face. That part I remember very well. So the court is cleared. And it's just the jury in the box and the judge. I think his name was Judge Kidd, a uh, shaved head black man who I think ended up getting in big trouble for corruption seven and a half, ten years down the road. I don't know if he's doing time or if he's disbarred or disjudged or derobed or whatever. Um, I'd heard things about him, nothing real bad, but I actually think he got in some kind of uh, legal trouble himself. I knew some judges did out of Jackson. But anyway, he was sitting there and he, he, he gave us, you know, the the same old thing he does to every jury after trial. You can talk about this, you can't talk about that. Thank you for your service, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any questions? And... A few people asked some pretty dumb questions, and I I decided I was going to ask a question. I don't know why. I, we all wanted to get out of there. But I decided, Judge, do you think we did a good job? Do you think we did the right thing? I might have even mentioned the amount we gave them. And he was very judge-like and said, I think y'all did a good job. <laughs> That's all he told us. And so, you know, very judgy of him. Very non-judgy of him, actually. But uh, that was my time 
as a jurist. I don't want to get roped into another one of those things. And so I'm going to do what I can to get out of this one in Madison. The reason I brought it up in the first place is because the papers are here on my desk. Otherwise, I might have been talking about insurance or uh, Epson printers or uh, plastic cast gnomes because I have one over here on the right on my desk. But that's subject number two. I guess I could go into another subject. I really can't think of one. So I'm just going to uh, roll it out of here. I want each and every one of you to log on the internet and go to SamaritansPurse.org as in Good Samaritan, Mama's Got a Purse. SamaritansPurse.org and donate some money. I don't care if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 100 bucks. If you can, do it. If you have the opportunity on the homepage of Samaritan's Purse to steer where it goes, steer it to the Lake Charles community in southern Louisiana. They've been hammered by hurricanes. They got hammered by Hurricane, was it Laura? Yeah, that that just, it was way stronger than people realize. And it did way more damage than people realize. I'd heard word out of Lake Charles that 95% of the homes had some sort of damage. 95% had some sort of damage. What percent had total damage? I'd seen a picture of people sleeping in the parking lot of Home Depot on pillows, cushions. And so I gave money and steered it to that community. And if you don't, if you're a local in the South and you don't steer money towards these victims of these natural disasters, then you're a rotten son of a... <laughs> I, I'm channeling the Ricky Bobby uh, Big Red F.U. <laughs> faux commercial he did. Um, I, chew, I chew Big Red and if you don't F.U. whatever he said. <laughs> Yeah, really, I just did all this so I could pick a new song to edit and roll out from this episode of awful analogies and jury duty. That's like, those are like things that don't go together at all. And that's why we love our show. So, thank you for listening. Welcome back. It's great to be back. I wish I was black. I want to stack something. <laughs> I'm going to have a big bonfire tomorrow night. I'm going to stack some uh, limbs and cardboard back on the burn pile on a nice cool night since fall has finally got here. But think about Samaritan's Purse. 
or uh, Salvation Army, or even, uh, gosh, the Batson Children's Hospital, or St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I love charities, especially for people that have been decimated by disasters, or anything for children, or anything for our uh, armed forces veterans, or families of armed forces veterans, meaning families of some one who was killed while serving the armed forces and their families left trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. There's a lot of great charities out there. Um, I'm not big on charities for animals or for anything overseas. I want to take care of people at home first. You don't have to do that. But that's what I do. So be like me. (laughs) So one love. You know, be kind to your neighbors. Tell your family and friends you love them. You never know when they're not going to be there. It happens. I promise you. It's a sad thing. So make amends before you find that it's too late. And other than all that, I'm going to try to get back on this this episode run of Two True to Lie with HMD, which is me. So, I love you. Love me back. Peace. So I take that walk and I know that. Show, but I know which way.